Hello and welcome to episode 21 of your parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bamford. And it's been a little while. Come on in, have a seat, get comfortable. Or if you're in your car, I guess just uh, keep fucking driving. We all can see you picking your nose. I get it. We all do it. And the car is probably the best place. I'm not going to, uh, you know, not pretend it's a, or pretend I'm not one of those people that does. Yeah, you know, I don't walk around just my finger and my nose all the time like my kids. You know, but if you got an obstruction in there, you, know, you got to get in there and get it out. And that's today's topic is boogers. No, I'm just kidding. But it does involve bodily fluids, because holy shit, we were all sick. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks now. <clears throat> it's a lot from residual respiratory bug. But uh, yeah, it wasn't this last weekend, but the weekend before. Oh man, it was bad. And I'm talking, you know, everybody in the house had it. You know, firing out of both ends. But thankfully, no one really spiked a fever. Usually, my kids get these terrifying fevers. Yeah, started with, I don't know who, I want to say it was Logan that was patient zero. Because I want to say he got it first because he got over it the quickest. Just, you know, threw up a couple of times and then you had some diarrhea and he seemed to just be done with it. And then, uh, yeah, then my wife got it and the baby got it. And as I had to come home from work early because everybody was so sick, I thought I was going to have to take Logan to the urgent care, but he started to get better. Everybody else started to get worse. And we thought Grayson had avoided it because he was in school you know, most of the time. Then, uh, I mean, it breaks your heart anyway, you know, when any of your kids are, are sick. And when I tell people that parenting is, is you know, 95% awesome and 5% terrible, you know, that's the terrible I, I mean. Pardon me while I sip on a diet ginger ale because I'm fucking fancy. <clears throat> um, but it was Friday night where we had uh, a scary moment. Because um, we have uh, baby monitors on uh, each of the kids' room. And then Grayson was you know, sleeping. It was probably, I don't know, 9.30. Yeah, me and the wife were in the living room and watch TV or whatever you're doing, talking about something or other. And on the baby monitor, I hear this, like the faintest of little gurgles. Is all it was. And for some reason, you know, against my will, my adrenaline just shot up to 100. And I just, I hustled down to his room. And like, and I didn't even like, you know, gently go by his side, see if he's okay. I flung on the light. And he was, you know, laying in his bed in such a way, like, mushed down into his pillow. And he was laying on his back. And he had thrown up so much that it had made, like, the way he was laying almost a bowl, you know, on his neck and chin. It was almost like he was in a pool of vomit and was slowly lifting his face out of it. It was just his nose and his mouth that was filled with vomit and he was starting to choke on it. And I feel like if I had been 30 seconds later he'd have been dead like he'd have aspirated you know because he was still asleep at this point like he wasn't awake 
Yeah, I mean, eyes closed, like he was kind of struggling to take a breath. So I, you know, I grab him by the arm and I yank him out of bed. I thought I, I dislocated his shoulder. I yanked him out so hard. And uh, and this is the moment where I got the virus because I yanked him out of the bed. And of course, all the vomit that was in his mouth, you know, splattered, you know, some of it on my face, all over the floor. You know, which was a nice, a nice smell. Then this poor kid, he starts to wake up, kind of with a scared look on his face, you know, like, what's going on? Yes, I mean, a screaming for my wife, you know, it's like, you know, this kid start the bath. Yes, he was just, uh, this poor kid. I mean, it was just, there was so much puke. And, uh, I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but in the other room, my wife was watching this old home movie from when her family left from Chile to come to America. And it was edited by one of her uncles or something, and there's all these you know, 80s songs, early 90s songs in there, and I don't know if you can hear them playing in the background, but if you can, that's what it is. Right now, it's the locomotion, believe it or not. <coughs> Pardon me for the cough. I don't have the patience to edit that out, so you get to you get to hear, hear it. But, uh, but Grayson, this poor kid, I mean, he was such a trooper, and, uh, and he was getting it to the point where every time he would throw up, he would shit. So it was like we went through, you know, I don't know how many pairs of pajamas, I don't know how many, you know, showers this poor kid had to take. And he just, you know, just took it like a man. And I said, you know what, you know, Friday night I had him staying because my wife at this point was starting to get better. You know, I know she was a little nauseous, but I was like, let's just, you know, I told her, I was like, you, know, you go sleep in the guest room. I'll have Grayson in the bed with me. You know, I'm a very light sleeper, so if he starts to throw up. <coughs> Sorry, it's just my tuberculosis. But if he starts to throw up, I have the vomit bucket right there. You know, I got towels on the bed, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, you know, and I came home from work early Friday, just in a totally different mindset. Like, I'm going to, you know, be the one taking care of my family, um, you know, all week. Because that morning, I had one giant puke. And then I felt great. So I figured, okay, I'm just a one and done. And I got it all out. I'm good to go. But that was just a, a fucking preview you know, an appetizer, if you will. Because then Saturday morning, right about 6.30 in the morning, you know, I wake up with that immediate feeling. It's like I have 10 seconds to get to the bathroom. And then I spent most of my day you know, crawling out of the bed to get to the bathroom, you know, sit on the toilet, trash can in my lap. Oh, man, it was so bad. And everybody else was starting to get better, thankfully. But, oh, I got it so bad. I haven't been sick like that in years. Usually I'll get... You know, maybe the stomach bug where I'll be queasy and, and maybe throw up once or you know, something like that. But it's just, it's pretty rare when I get that sick. I was incapacitated. <coughs> I mean, it got to the point, like, I wasn't able to keep down water. But I was like, you know, obviously, you know, that'll kill you. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to just tough it. I started chugging as much water as I could, knowing I was probably going to throw up three-fourths of it. But it's like, if I can keep down one-fourth of it, then I can survive. I mean, it felt like it felt like I was sick in bed for several weeks, even though it was only like a day and a half. You know, and it's like the next day, like I've been institutionalized. I had to like reacclimate myself to society after being sick, you know, for a thousand years. It's like, I'm going to go out in public and say human words to people. Oh, I was so bad. But then when I was finally able to keep down... You know, ironically, a ginger ale, like I'm drinking now, it was the best ginger ale I've ever had in my life. It was like this, you know, this golden ambrosia. 
You know, it was like I was savoring every drop of it until that eventually came back up. But yeah, it was it was rough. And then it turned into kind of a respiratory bug. I've been coughing up all this, uh, mostly like a dry cough. And it's probably something serious at this point, but most of my medical advice to myself has always been, eh, wait a few days, see what happens. But uh, now, yeah, at least the kids are over it, I man. Just as long as my, you know, my wife and my babies are okay, you know, I can, you know, I'd rather me be sick any day than, than them. Because it just, you know, breaks your heart. But uh, moving on to more positive notes on the, uh, the home front. Uh, they finally uh, finished the house. I mean, not the house, the fence. I was looking at the house. Um, and my wife has wanted this fence in the backyard, like literally since like the day we signed the closing papers. In my neighborhood, you know, and as much as I love my community, you know, which is mostly good. It's got some bad, you know, it's got some shitty things in it. Like all the fucking street parking. I hope to God none of you live in one of those neighborhoods. Or it's like somehow it's like a single family home has nine cars parked in front of it. None of them are in the garage, mind you. But regardless. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, the fence. Um, now I got a guy. You know, knows what he's doing. Um, you know, it's not one of the bigger companies. You know, he's hardworking. He's got a hardworking crew. So if you want, you know, his information... Feel free to you know shoot me an email, or if you know we're close enough, you can send me a text. You know I'll send you his his business information. Um, you know he gave us a decent price. He did good work, uh, and we did the HOA part of it, where we you know took the pictures of what we wanted and sent in all the paperwork and and all that. And he actually went to the uh, whatever you have to do with the county. There's some other paperwork you got to fill out with the county, because God forbid. You know, you step on a blade of grass in your own yard without, you know, getting paper signed in fucking triplicate. But, uh... Sorry, I hear Phil Collins in the other room. It fucking distracts me. Su, 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 dear. But, um... So, yeah, we got the fence. And we had to get the, uh, the PVC vinyl fence. I don't know why I said PVC vinyl. I think the V in PVC means vinyl. I don't know, but because uh, that's the only kind we can have in our neighborhood. Which, granted, it's you know the nicest looking of the fence, unless you get just like a brick wall, which I would rather have. But uh, you know, the only kind we can have is that one. So I mean, they did a good job. Um, you know, this way, you know, now especially because we have the security camera in the backyard and you know, motion activated. Not that we're just gonna like you know send the fucking kids out there and leave them, but. It's just, you know, it's good if I need to come inside and get a drink while they're, you know, playing in the backyard. You know, we got the gates that are locked up so we don't have to worry about. Yeah, especially because Isaiah, you know, Isaiah's such a runner. <coughs> Apologies. Um, what the fuck's going on with this paint right here? Paint on this wall's all fucked up. The joys of home ownership. Like every day I see something I need to fix or fucking you know, touch up or God knows what. Where was I going with the fence part? Oh. Uh, I, I would eventually like to make a little garden. 
you know, not like, like a, I mean, herb, you know, vegetable garden, one of the, I want like a utility garden, I'm just going to have like, you know, just flowers that, you know, are just going to attract bees. Um, instead, I'll have, you know, vegetables that'll attract all kinds of other fucking critters. Now, anyone who knows me well enough knows that I have not the foggiest idea how to start a garden. I'm sure I can do my research and, you know. Plus, I got a cousin who lives up north on a farm, so I'm sure I can consult her on, you know, how not to kill my fucking tomatoes. But it's just because, and it's like, and it's, I sound like such a hipster, but those garden fresh vegetables, like the real organic, not like, what they say is organic. I'm talking like you go out to your own garden, you get a fat ass tomato, you know, cut that beast up and you know, put on some burgers or just you know, make a salsa out of it. You can you can taste the difference. And that's one of the things I miss about North Carolina. The tomatoes were always so good, especially when you get those Cherokee tomatoes, because we lived up near the res, it wasn't too far away. Um but the apples and the tomatoes up there were just you know, unequaled. And the Cherokee tomatoes, I don't even know if you can get them in Florida. I've, I've never really tried to look. I've never really stepped foot in a Whole Foods because I have to give them a fucking kidney before I buy anything. But the Cherokee tomatoes are like these big, lumpy, you know, Quasimodo-looking purple things. But, they, oh, man, I can just eat them, just like sprinkle a little salt on them, eat them like an apple. They're so good. But I like to grow, you know, maybe some herbs, you know, a couple of veggies, yeah, maybe like little peppers or something. I don't know. I think it'd be fun, you know, something to you know, help the kids, teach them responsibility. But on the flip side of that, that'll also depend on um, the dog. Because, you know, we are getting a dog. Um, you know, I don't know. We've, I guess, kind of kept under wraps. It's not really like a CIA secret. We just haven't really talked about it much. Um, we technically already have the dog. The dog is still with the breeder. Um, who also, uh, she really, you know, knows her stuff. You know, she's just moved back to this area from South Carolina. Um, her prices are reasonable because these are purebred dogs. And I told my wife, you need to find one for under $1,000. <coughs> Some people in this area, you know, are charging, you know, $1,500 for, for a puppy. And it's just, that's just not going to happen. I think I can buy a used car for that. It might, you know, last longer than the puppy. Because dogs don't live forever. Which I'm not looking forward to, you know, 15 years from now explaining that to my kids. But, um, and my wife, she's always wanted a golden retriever. She's been asking me for it for seven years, almost eight years. Because next week is our, our eight-year anniversary. It's like eight years together, six years married. So do I just because we got married on the two year anniversary of our first date, mostly because I didn't want to remember more than one day. But uh, so do I tell people it's our eight year anniversary because we've been together eight years on on that day, or do I tell people it's our six year anniversary because that's how long we've been married? I don't know what the fucking rules are. But either way, you know she's wanted this dog. Um, you know she wanted a girl dog maybe because she's you know, surrounded by wieners here in the house with me and three boys. Um, and she also knows that we're not having any more kids. Unless she's going to have with someone else. But, uh... And I told her, you know, if you can find one under $1,000, I wanted, like, a reputable... 
not even reputable. The breeder could be an asshole, but as long as they know what they're doing, as long as they treat the dogs good, as long as they're not like a puppy farm. Um, so, you know, we went over and, you know, first, we, you know, we saw the dogs. I mean, we saw these dogs when they were, I want to say a week old, like they didn't have their eyes open. And uh, they were still moving around a little bit. And we picked out one that seems to really bond with Logan. I mean, she seems really chill. And then we picked out a, a handful of names. And the name we picked, I don't even remember how it got on the list. We had a list of like 10 names that we narrowed it down to. I was fine with any of those names because none of them sounded real stupid. And my wife wanted Lexi. Then we read the names off to the kids and they all voted on Zara. Which I guess is a clothing store, Z A R A. I'm not sure how you how you pronounce the brand, but that's the name that you know the kids decided on. You know, so they're excited about that. I mean, now the dogs, you know, and we've been back to see the dog a few times. You know, because we uh, then we have it's gonna be another two weeks where you can take the dog home. And so we wanted to make sure that we had the fence up. You know, we still got to go out and get, you know, a few dog things, you know, get the crate and some toys and, you know, what have you. And we're already starting to stock up on dog food because my wife with the, you know, the couponing and what have you. But uh, I think I just said what have you twice in the same sentence. <coughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm going to choke. Speaking of, there was a, where the fuck was I at? Where I had like a minor choke in a crowd full of people. Oh, um, our community has little events here and there in the, uh, the clubhouse. And uh, the other weekend, they had a, a pancake breakfast for all the residents. You come over, it's, you know, it's two bucks a person. Hopefully they do something responsible with the money. Um, I put it towards the fucking street lights they haven't installed on my street yet. But, uh, you know, it's two bucks a person, you get... I guess technically it's a limited pancakes. They give you a couple at a time, but I saw people going back for seconds and thirds. Um, you know, a couple of big fat fatties like myself. But, uh, more Phil Collins. It's driving me crazy. But anyway, I don't know if it was like a piece of banana or something. I started to have like, not like a choke, like I'm in distress, I need immediate help choke, but it was one of those where you're going to have an embarrassingly loud coughing fit. <coughs> <clears throat> almost like that one that just started but you know it's like your face is going to get red your eyes are going to get watery you got to cough up a whole bunch and this game everybody's going to draw attention to you and it was just I had to fight it and fight it and like discreetly uh, discreetly go to the bathroom and like try and you know just hack up a lung here so I have to look so fucking embarrassed but uh, anyways the dog it's uh it was difficult at first, because I, uh, I used to have a dog. Uh, her name was Luna, and she was half black lab and half greyhound. I want to say Italian greyhound, because she, was, she would, wasn't as big as uh, some of the traditional greyhounds, but she had that kind of Labrador head and that sleek greyhound body, and she had like the thick Labrador fur. And she was a weird-looking dog, but she was, uh, she was cute. But she was, um, she was the best dog, and I, everybody says that. Who says they have a dog? But this, she was, she was a terrible guard dog because she loved everybody. Um, I mean, she was playful. She was gentle with kids. She would have been great a dog to have 
And I got her when she was about five months. I had her for, I want to say almost two years. Um, then my dad got sick. Um, he'd been sick off and on you know, a couple of years, you know, cancer here and there and COPD. And, and uh, I mean, he just, my dad didn't care for dogs. You know, he had a cat in the house. And at this point I was working nights and uh, me and Cynthia had actually just started dating. I think we'd only been dating a couple of months. And, uh, you know, I would work a 12-hour shift overnight, go home and sleep a few hours, you know, go spend the day with Dad, you know, then have my work closed, and then, you know, when I leave there, go... You know, I mean, there were weeks at a time where I was averaging, if I was lucky, you know, five hours of sleep a day. Because he was just... Yeah, he went on... He had a... a he actually had cancer twice. First, he had a prostate cancer. Then he did the uh, the cesium radiation treatment and got rid of it. And then he got a lymphoma in his neck that he went on chemo for. And uh, the chemo got rid of the cancer. So, you know, I've always been an advocate of, of chemo. I mean, if, if realistically the chemo will give you a chance, I would always root for it. You know, myself included, even if it was me. I know people are miserable on the chemo but if the doctors are like, listen, you know, 60% chance or better that you're going to be fine, I'm doing the chemo. And that was, I think, dad's reasoning. But he also had COPD. And uh, the chemo got the cancer. But it just kind of wiped out his uh, ability to fight the COPD. But because he couldn't really fight the COPD anymore... That's eventually what uh, what killed him. He just uh, he got weaker and weaker, and uh, you know I was spending a lot of time with him, and I had a roommate at the time, and uh, she was doing her best to help me, you know, take care of the dog. Um, <coughs> but uh, you know it wasn't fair to her, you know, because she had a full time job and you know and a life too. So eventually, uh, I found somebody that had a farm over in Davenport. They could, you know, take care of the dog and had, you know, kids and a bunch of land. And so that was a hard decision. Because, I mean, it broke my heart to give away the dog. But I just, I wasn't giving her the life that she needed. You know, the life she deserved. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, my dad died. So it was like, it was a rough month. But I just, I didn't think that, because when I got Luna, I got her at the pound. And it was just one of those love at first sight things. We had just an instant bond it was almost on a whim. Like, I decided the day before, like, you know what, I'm going to get a dog. And, uh, I don't know, it was just, you know, as soon as I saw her, we just, we just clicked. And I'm kind of starting to feel that way, maybe a slower version of this new pup, of Zara. Um, you know, maybe not a, a love at first sight thing, because when I first saw her, she was only a week old. <laughs> But as I see that, you know, how much my boys you know, love this puppy, it, uh, you know, it warms the heart a little bit. And I think it can maybe make our family complete. And uh, now I gotta worry about cleaning up fucking dog hair everywhere. Because I already teased my wife because she sheds a lot of hair. I imagine, you know, a golden retriever. So I gotta make sure we got a good vacuum that's good for the pet hair. Um, 
Because that's going to be... I'm sure that's going to be everywhere. Because I remember that's how Luna was, because Luna shed a lot. It's like, I can lay there with a the brush and, like, brush a hold of the dog off of her. Almost as bad as taking my kids to get a haircut. I don't want to say kids. It's mainly just Isaiah that hates it. I mean, after the first haircut, you know, Grayson and Logan are both pretty chill now. They'll sit there, especially because they know that if they behave, they get a lollipop. <laughs> That's usually the incentive is uh, some processed sugar. So, yes, yeah, so usually, uh, you know, Isaiah, we've given him two haircuts. The first attempt, and my poor wife had to sit there and hold him, like, pinch his arms to his side like a straitjacket because he was screaming at the top of his lungs. And then we were only able to do like half of the haircut, so we looked like fucking Trump with, you know, hair comb over. And uh, I remember she had to go back, you know, a few weeks later to finish the job. And it was just, I'm sure it was just traumatizing the second time. But uh, that's the podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, again, um, shoot me a message if you want the information on the fence guy. If you are looking for a golden retriever puppy, I know she has, I want to say she has several girls and boys left. They won't be ready to take home for another couple weeks. Um, you know, you do fill out a contract and you do, you know, there is like not a background check, but there's a process because the lady really cares about these dogs. Um, if you're interested in that, I can, you know, you can shoot me a message on that and I'll see if it's okay with her to pass on her information. Because I'm sure she doesn't want me just willy-nilly throwing a cell phone number out there. But I can uh, you know, shoot me an email either at uh, yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com or if you have my number, just shoot me a text message or a Facebook message or what the fuck ever. But I uh, appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the support. Um, again, you can send any uh, you know funny stories, funny kids stories, parenting tips, life hacks to uh, yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.